Welcome to a fantastic word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, an associate pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We are so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, listen, guys, um, we are uh, going to be um, in the book of Genesis today. Uh, we finished our series in First Thessalonians, and this time I thought we'd go ahead and just, just, just get straight to the word today. So the title of the message today is In God's Hands. In God's Hands. You know, aren't you so thankful that everything is in God's hands? Right. To me, that's such a resting truth. Whenever I hear that, you know, it's just so encouraging and peaceful to know that no matter what's going on, I can trust that God is in control. Right. You know, he is on the throne. And, um, you, know, you know, whether it be the universe, whether it be creation, whether it be your life, whether it be your family, your situation, whatever it is, you can trust and know that it is in God's hands. He is watching over you and he has his eye on you. And it still amazes me. You know, I've got a family of four. And, you know, I remember when I just had two. And it was, okay, you know, we're stretching a little bit. Three, okay. Four, you know, just this morning, Melinda forgot her phone. We had to go back for the house. You know, you know, having four kids, you know, things get missed all the time. I mean, there's always something. And yet God watches over everything and does, doesn't miss a beat. Not one. It's incredible. Everything is in God's hands, and that's a resting truth. And I've only, you know, I'm 35 years old, and I've only lived, you know, so long. But in that, in, in, in that span of time, there's a few things I've learned. And one of the things I've learned is that there are seasons to life. There are stages of life that we go through. And there are times when things are very good. And we can look back and Look at those times and think, man, God's hand was on my life. God's favor was on me. His grace and his mercy. You know, things are, you know, you know financially, relationally, family-wise, you know, you can look and just say, wow, thank God. You know, I mean, you know, it is just a blessing. You know, we go through stages of life when things are great. And then we also go through stages of life when things aren't so great, where we face difficulty. We have disappointing news, and we go through trials and testings, and it, we have to keep the effects of those things at bay, things like fear and stress and worry. We have to keep those things at bay from closing in on us, and it doesn't matter whether you're saved or not, we go through good times and bad times. It's just the way of life. But the Word of God is very clear that in God's nature, who He is, a part of His nature is that He is omnipresent, meaning that He is in all places at all times. And God is here today, and He's also down the road. God is here today, and He's also across the country. He's here today, and He is with us, but He's also across the world and he is there, present with them. He is in all places. You see, God is not limited by location. And in the same way, God is also not limited by circumstances. God is not limited by trial. 
He is not limited by our situations. He's not limited to our difficulties. He's not limited to our seasons or our stages of life. God is not limited. He is still God. He is still present. He is able to meet your need and be aware of what you are going through and be with you through it just like he is in my life and anybody else's all at the same time. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. It's incredible, you know. Makes you realize, man, so glad <laughs> that, 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 that he has me a part of his family. Thank God that he calls me his child. You know, it's important for us to t- in, in life at times to take a step back and to remind ourselves that God is on the throne at all times and all seasons. You know, you may be here today and you may be going through one of those difficult seasons. Maybe you are walking through some things that are a little disappointing, a little hard. Maybe you're not necessarily where you want to be in life. Maybe right now things aren't playing, the, playing, playing out the way that you imagine them to play out. But whatever the case may be, it's important for us to know that wherever we are in life, we are not far from God because he is near. In fact, the word of God says that he is as close as the, as the mention of his name. He is present. He is with us. He is not bound by location or by circumstance or our situations. He is with us. In fact, he's here right now. His grace is here right now. His peace is here right now. You know, we can take, we can just rest for just a moment and know that things are in God's hands right now. We can take a deep breath and let that load off our shoulders, remind ourselves that God is present. Isn't that good to know? So good to know. It's a good reminder of being in church. Well, today we're going to look at one of the Bible characters, one of my favorite Bible characters actually, who knows a little thing or two about going through situations and circumstances. And he, whatever the situations or circumstances that he went through, he was able to take a step back and remind himself that God was with him. The person I'm talking about is none other than Joseph. Joseph, I'm sure that you have heard about him. I'm sure you've learned about him. I'm sure, it, I'm sure that you have uh, grown up hearing about him. But in case you haven't, we're going to talk a little bit about him. And Joseph, I believe, is a very, very good example on what it means for us to know and to rest in the truth that whatever season or stage of life that we go through, to remind ourselves that God is with us. And there are a lot of stages that Joseph had to go through. He went through a lot of them. But today we're going to only focus on three of them. As I read through and I studied, there were, I, I identified three areas that I feel like not every person has to go through, but I would imagine just about every person has or will go through in their life. And one thing that we're going to see and one thing that we're going to focus on, the lens that we're going to approach this with is understanding that regardless of the season, God is still on the throne. Right. Amen? Amen? So. Let's take a look at uh, the, the life of Joseph. Joseph, what's interesting to know about him is that he is listed as 
uh, in, in Hebrews 11 as one of the heroes of the faith. Joseph, he was a man of God, and he was a, he's one of the most prominent men in the Bible, let alone the Old Testament. In fact, he went on to do great things because and for God. God called him, and he saved his people and preserved an entire nation from basically destruction. I mean, it was headed that way. In fact, an entire region, including his own family. You know, God had called him, and he did great things for God. With that said, before any of that was true, he was just a young 17-year-old boy with a vision, with a dream. God had given him a dream, a promise, that he was going to do something great because of God. God was going to use him, and he believed him. He trusted him. He put his faith in God, and he believed that it was going to happen. And we're going we're gonna to be reading Start, we're going to be reading between chapters 37 through, through chapters 50. I would encourage you to take some time to read that. If you haven't read the account of Joseph, it is a really, really good read. And there's so many different points and lessons that you can pull from his life. But we're going to be in chapter 37 first, and we're going to kind of pop through it. But when we're going to pick up in chapter 37, uh, Joseph, he... Uh, we, we see that Joseph is one of the, he, he is his father's favorite son. And he is responsible for looking after his older brothers. And his father sends to get, to, uh, uh, to get a report from his sons and what they were doing. So he's out and he's searching for them. And as he's searching for them, he runs into them. And the first stage, the first thing, the first point that we're looking at is the pit, that God is God of the pit. Amen? Amen? Joseph, he encounters his brothers, and he, as he's walking to him, his brothers did not like him. In fact, they despised him for many reasons that you can read about there in, uh, there in, the, in his account. But as he's approaching them, they decided that they were going to kill his brother. Now listen, I've gotten to fights with my brother. You know, we've, we've gotten into arguments and more than just arguments, you know. Uh, but, you know, nobody else could pick up my brother. You know, I mean, you know, I, you know that's, my, that's my boy. That's my brother. But they decided that they were going to kill his brother. And they thought, you know, no, hold on. That's, that's just a little too harsh. You know what, let's just let somebody else kill him. So they decided they, that they were going to throw him into a pit. And that's exactly what they did. As he approached them, they mocked him. And after they mocked him, they grabbed a hold of him, they stripped him of his clothes, and they threw him, and, and he, and they threw him inside of a pit. Let's go ahead and read what the text says here in verse 23. Genesis chapter 37, verse 23, and this is what it says. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, which was given to him by his father. Verse 24, and they took him. And they threw him into a pit. The pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Something I've learned with, in studying and reading the Word of God is that whenever there are details shared, it's for a specific reason. And it says here that this pit, that it was empty and that there was no water in it. Meaning that at some time it had water in it. That it was supposed to have water in it. But at this time it was dry. 
It was most likely a cistern or an old well. It was abandoned, okay? And uh, it was in an area that was desolate. And there are desolate places in the Word of God that we see. And desolate means that it has been deserted or abandoned. A desolate place. And this is where Joseph found himself, in a pit, in a desolate place, all alone, abandoned. I can only imagine, if we can put yourself in his shoes, you know, what it was like. The Bible says that he was pleading with his brothers, but it was to no avail. Eventually, he would be sold into slavery. Very traumatic when you think about it. But this is where Joseph was, left in a pit, alone, all by himself. You know, I imagine that we, maybe you have been in a place like that before, where you felt alone, felt abandoned, felt like nobody was there. Nobody could understand what you are going through. Maybe you feel like nobody sees you, and you feel like you're the only person walking through what you're walking through on your own. I imagine that Joseph felt that way at some point. I mean, his very brothers, who were supposed to be his family, abandoned him, and then he was shipped off. I can only imagine, but that's exactly how Joseph felt. And there are seasons and times in life where we go through, time, go through things that leave us feeling abandoned, leave us feeling alone. But what the Word of God says about Joseph is that God was with Joseph. He was with him. And just as God was with Joseph, God is with you. In the seasons when we feel like nobody sees us, God sees you. In the seasons where you feel like nobody understands what you're going through, God knows you. He knows what you're going through. In fact, he is with you. He hasn't left you. He's not planning on leaving you. He's going to be with you all the way through. Joseph, sold into slavery, found himself in a pretty good situation. But the word of God tells us that it was because God's hand was on his life. Even in the seasons of life where you feel alone, when you feel like you are going through something, and it just seems like, where is where is God? Where is, where is the help? How come I'm going through this by myself? You can trust and know and believe that God's hand is on your life. Amen? His eyes are on you and his hand is with you. God is the God of the pit. From there, Joseph went and to, he went to the, to the, uh, to the auction block. And he was purchased by a man named Potiphar, and he brought him into his home, who was a soldier. And he, he, and he was well of means. He was, he was well off, and he became a slave in his home. But it wasn't before long that the Word of God tells us that he served under Potiphar, under this man. And he became responsible over everything. He trusted him with his life. He trusted him. Potiphar trusted him with everything. In fact, it says that he didn't have to worry about one thing because Joseph became responsible over everything. This man was a slave, and yet God rose him and elevated him there. 
And it, it came to a point where the Bible says that he was also a handsome man of good figure, much like myself. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Amen. I, yeah, I'll take that. And the word of God says that Potiphar's wife wanted him. And she tried to get him to sleep with her and kept trying. And, he, of course, he had no parts of it to the point where it came to a point where she grabbed him and he fled and then she lied. And she, and she pretended and she came up with a story and accused him of, of, of sleeping with her and raping her. Well, Potiphar, not knowing the truth, not knowing what truly happened, finds Joseph, and he throws him in prison. And that's the second stage and the second place we want to talk about, that God is the God of the prison. You see, Joseph was thrown into prison. Now, I encourage you when you get some time to, to read the account of when he's in prison, because when you read it, it sounds like, it sounds like he had a pretty good, I mean, it didn't sound too bad to me when you read about it. But when you do a little research about Egyptian prisons, you, you learn, especially in ancient uh, Egyptian prisons, that they were not pretty. In fact, they were known to be one of the harshest and one of the worst prisons that you can ever be in. From the beatings to the, to, to the isolations to, star, to starvations, there's all different types of things that they do to make sure that you are are, are are left to the lowest of the lowest that you can imagine mentally and physically. They leave you in the dark where you can't see anything. There's no furniture for you to sleep on. The, the, the floor is like stone, and so you're always cold. This is the prison. In fact, even today, Egyptian prisons are still considered to be one of the harshest and the worst that you can be in. This is what Joseph was thrown into. It was one of the hardest places that he had ever been in. He had already been in a difficult spot, but this was definitely the hardest place, most likely, that he had been in his life. And the prison represents those hard times in our life. You know, we face some really difficult times. And I'm sure that we can look back and think about some of the difficult moments in, uh, moments in our life. And maybe right now or maybe sometime in the future, you will be walking through a very difficult time. But what we see with Joseph, just like, just like it was in the pit, is the same in the prison. God was with Joseph in the prison. So much so that it seemed like he had a great experience. I mean, maybe great is a little... You know, maybe I'm waxing it on a little too much there. But it, you would have never guessed that an Egyptian prison was that bad because of God's favor on his life. He still had to live it, but God's grace, his mercy is what the Word of God says was on him. His favor was with him. And even in the prison, he rose in the ranks. Something happened with him that didn't happen with anybody else. It wasn't like that was a normal occurrence. It's not like they just chose somebody that they gave favor to. No, God showed favor to Joseph in that time. And it was difficult. It was hard. He had to walk through it, but God's grace was with him. Even in our hardest moments, 
God's favor is with us. His grace is on us. And we have to walk through it. But God does not leave us. He doesn't turn his back on us. He continues to walk with us regardless of the situation. God is with you. He is with you in the pit. He is with you in the prison. And here what we're about to read is that God is also with you in the palace. You see, Joseph wasn't left in the prison. The Bible says that Potiphar had a dream. And none of his people could tell him what the dream was. They couldn't tell it. And there was a man who was in prison with Joseph. And when he was there, he remembered that Joseph had interpreted his dream. And so he told, Paul, or he told the Pharaoh about this man, and he calls for him. And the Bible says that they had to clean Joseph up. And you know, I mean, he had been in there for probably almost 10 years. And they had to clean him up and get him right. And they brought him before Pharaoh. And God gave him the ability to interpret the dream. And so much so that, that Pharaoh took him and made him the prime minister, the person who oversaw all of the most powerful kingdom in the world at that time. Wow. Talk about rags to riches. God pulled him out of the pit, through the prison, and placed him in the palace. He was at a successful, he had reached the pinnacle of his, uh, of his life, and he, had, he was accomplishing what God had called him to accomplish. He had brought him to the place that God had always intended for him to be. I don't believe that God made him go to the pit. I don't believe that God made him go through the prison, but I do believe that God used those circumstances to, to, to form him into the man of God that God needed for him to be. And when he was there, he preserved the nation of Egypt. He preserved his people, and he preserved his family. In fact, the Word of God tells us in Genesis chapter 50 that while he was on the seat, while he is there at the top of the kingdom, his family, his brothers walk in because there's a famine and they need food. And you can imagine the trauma. You can imagine everything going through his mind of what he had to go through. And he was in the position to repay evil for evil. He could have done anything he wanted. He could have thrown him into a pit. He could have thrown him into prison. Shoot, he could have had him executed right there. He had the power and the ability. He was at the top of his game. But that's not what he did. Let's take a look at chapter 50, verse 19. It says this, Joseph said to them, do not fear, for, I am, in the for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring, about that, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. You know, if we can put ourselves in Joseph's shoes, I do not think that that was easy to do. 
clearly God's grace was still with Joseph. Now, he could have rejected that grace. He could have rejected that grace. But he chose to receive God's grace and to show it to his brothers. I can only imagine to stand in front of the people that made you go through all the things that you went through for that long and in the position that he had where they were at the mercy of his, of, of, of his forgiveness and, 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 and his grace. That's exactly what he showed them. I find that amazing. I really do. You know, there are a lot of things that we go through we can, we can look at some of the things that we had gone through and think about the things that people had done to us and put, through, and put us through. It's hard to think about. And he was confronted with those people, and yet he showed grace. You know, even whenever we reach the top of our game, when we, are, when we experience success, and we are walking out in a place that God has intended for us to walk out and things are going well, there is still grace. And God is with us. And God's intention is that we do not look inward and only just seek what it is that we want. And it's easy to do. When we're in success, it's easy to look inward at what our desires are. But Joseph, he fought those desires off. And he decided to seek to do what it is that God wanted. And there is a time in life whenever we are in the stage, when we are in the palace, when we are in the success of life and things are going well, that there is a, that there is a calling, there is a responsibility for us to look up and for us to seek, to, to seek what it is that God is wanting to do through us. What is God wanting to do through you? Whenever you are at that place, when things are going well, What can God do through you? Let me encourage you to show grace and show mercy when you have the opportunity. Let me encourage you to show love whenever you have the opportunity. Whenever it comes your way and you have an opportunity to be a blessing, let me encourage you to do it. Just yesterday, uh, you know, we, we just moved into our house and we don't have our appliances in, so, you know, what do you do? You go to Little Caesars, pick up a pizza, right? Kids are happy. And I, as I was walking in, there was, you know, two young men, and uh, they, were, they were trying to jump a car. And you could tell that they had no idea what they were doing. They, they, they had never done this before. And they're, they're FaceTiming somebody, and they're trying to. So I, so I, went, I was like, hey, man, let me help you guys out. So I, I showed them, and, and they're looking. They're like, man, thank you so much. And, and they, were, they were just saying, like, you know, they had been here for two hours, and nobody had offered to help. And one of the guys recognized me. He said, Hey, man, I know you. Hey, man, I play for Memorial. I play for Memorial. You came and did the banquet for us. And I was like, hey, man, it's nice to me. And so we got to catch up and everything, and, and, uh, and they both worked there. And they're like, hey, listen, man, as long as I work here, man, you ain't never got to pay for another pizza. And I was like, listen, man, it's all good. Listen, you don't have to do that. It's not your pizzas to give away. But, you know, <laughs> it was just so funny, Pastor Ron, just to see their face whenever his car finally started. He was like, oh, man, thank you. <laughs> you know, they had been for two hours trying to get that car jumped. You know, Coach, you actually may know, you, you know, you may, you may know some of these guys. But, you know, I believe that that right there showed them that there is grace. 
And I believe that when they see that grace, there's going to be an opportunity for them to show it as well. You know, you never know the blessing that you can be for somebody else. All we have to do is take a time, take some time and look for an opportunity to be a blessing. Amen? So three takeaways. Number one, let us remember that God is with us. God is with you. Regardless of what you were going through, God is with you and he's not going to leave you. That is a truth. He is omnipresent and he is also faithful. He is faithful. He is a faithful God. Faithfulness is, not, is something that we don't always understand. You know, I remember a point in my life where I was upset and I kind of, I just stopped going to church. But even though I was walking away from God, God never walked away from me. He walked closer to me and he told me that I was still called. You know, God is faithful. He is with you. No matter what season that you are in, he is with you. That's number one. Number two, let us show grace and mercy when we have the opportunity. There will come an opportunity and a chance for you to repay evil with evil. I want to encourage you to pay, to pay evil with good. Repay evil with good. Let us not show what they expect but let's show people the grace and the love and the mercy that God showed us. That is something that people haven't seen. And when they see it, it shows God's love. It points to our Father. Our world needs more grace and more mercy. And number three, you are safe in God's hands. You know, whenever... We are walking through seasons of life that are difficult. Let us stop for a moment, take a deep breath, and remind ourselves that God is with us and that you are in the palm of God's hands. He's got you. He's not going to drop you. He's not going to forget about you. His eyes are on you, and you are safe. Even when things around us, even when things are around you are chaotic, it seems like things are falling apart, you are in God's hands. He's got you. Whew. That's such a simple truth, yet so powerful. Take a second. Encourage yourself to know that you are safe in God's hands. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you, God. Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your presence, for your love. Thank you, God, that you draw near. Lord, when times are good and when times are bad, Lord, you are with us. And God, I pray, God, for your people this morning, God. I pray for those, Lord, who are walking through difficult seasons. Lord, I pray that your presence, God, will be made known. God, I pray that your peace, your comfort, your grace, your joy, your strength, Lord God, would be made evident in their life. God, I pray, Father, that as you draw close, God, that we would know that you are with us. Lord, I pray that you would encourage your people this morning and let us rest in the truth 
God, that you are all-powerful. And God, that everything is in your hands, including our life. We love you. Help us, Lord, to show grace, God, that you showed us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.